as you can tell by the title of today's episode, what I wish I knew about weight cutting right there in a nutshell. This experience and this journey has been a trial and error, true and through. And I'm kind of hoping that anyone listening to this will kind of gain a little bit more of an understanding as to what goes into this process. And, you know, just the the nitty grittiness of this work and also kind of see the other side of it of, you know, what it can do to a person's mindset, even their heart set and just the things that we should be thinking about in our overall health and well-being, our confidence and our self-esteem. So this is really important. Let's go. Hi, I'm Cola Shippentower, and this is the Enough is Enough podcast, the show where we talk about everything and anything from politics to relationships, from fitness to sex and everything in between. We talk with individuals who have said enough is enough and are ready to speak what's on their hearts. So before we dive into this, I think it's really important for me to note that I am obviously not a physician or a certified dietitian or nutritionist, anything like that. I am literally coming from the experiences I have gone through as a 21-year-old little Indian girl from the res who decided to pick up MMA as a means of self-defense and kind of went into this journey not really knowing what I was getting into. So keep that in mind as we go through these points. So number one, what I wish I knew about weight cutting is this shit is hard. I mean, hard AF with a capital AF. So my very first experience with weight cutting introduced me to this thought. So I was training with this gym called Redneck Militia and I won't get into the nitty gritty details of just training overall or kind of what it looked like day to day basis. We'll we'll get into the part about <laughs> what a quote unquote fight camp would be. This was very common for the fighters within this team to pick up a fight on short notice. We're going to say that typically, normally, now that this sport is a little bit more developed, that maybe four weeks out is short notice, three weeks out short notice. But our coach at the time was very much known for calling people the day that he was leaving to an event and say, hey, we need someone to go and get into this fight. And so it happened quite often that my fights would be two weeks out. I maybe would have that much time. And that's when we would start our, like I said, quote unquote, fight camp. And what this would look like in trying to get my weight down would usually mean me really cutting back on what this diet would look like through this time. And we're talking strictly chicken and broccoli, maybe some eggs in the morning, maybe a protein shake. The coach that I had at the time was pushing a lot of Advocare. That was something huge in multi-level marketing at the time. And it was something that he pushed and he wanted me on it literally all the time. That was like my main source of like nutrition, sustenance, all that stuff. And so when we'd be getting ready for a fight and starting to cut the weight, he would really have me on all of these supplements, all these shakes that I need to be taking in. And literally the only food that I could have was like chicken and broccoli. Very limited 
And I can't even think of the breakfast that he would have in mind for me. It was, <laughs> it was really, really tough. So leading up to the weekend of the event, usually we would be hitting a long road trip. So when we're getting ready to leave on this road trip, where a good majority of the time the road trips were maybe like six hours long because a lot of the events we went to were in the Seattle area or north of. So it was a pretty long road trip and we would all be packed into one car like sardines. Like we would act absolutely have everybody in one car if we could. And it would usually be the fighters sitting in the back and we'd be sitting squeezed up right close to each other, but we would have on sauna suits and sweatsuits. And we'd usually have like Jolly Ranchers with us. We'd be sucking on those Jolly Ranchers as much as we could. We'd be spitting. So if you didn't know, when you're spitting, if you're able to fill up a regular size water bottle, like just these disposable water bottles, what are they, 16 ounces? If you're able to spit and fill an entire bottle, that's about a pound and a half taken off your weight because you're just taking in uh, whatever liquid you do have, but you're spitting it right back out. So on top of sitting in this really, really hot car packed next to each other and being in these sauna suits, we're also sweating. So perspirating, we're pushing out even more fluid through our pores. And whenever we would have like a rest stop or someone need to use the bathroom by some miracle chance, have to use the bathroom, we would be doing jumping jacks, we'd be hitting the jump rope, or we'd be like jogging around the parking lot, looking at like a bunch of crazy zombies out in the parking lot, trying to finish this weight cut. So you're packed into a car, super duper uncomfortable. The coach would sometimes have the heat even going to keep it hotter in the car and we're spitting. So you're pushing out liquid from your body in every form that you could think of. Now, usually we would show up to the weigh-in events and be really, really tired, super fatigued, and super moody. I mean, I remember we would be snapping at each other, we'd be arguing, and it would just be this horrible experience. It was not fun at all. And we'd show up to these events, and usually weigh-ins, they basically run on Indian time. They would not start on time. They would say, show up at six for weigh-ins. We probably wouldn't even be starting weighing until like seven o'clock. So we're dehydrated, we're tired, we're hungry. We are completely just, everything is taken out of us. And we're just ready to get this thing done. So showing up for weigh-ins. And there was a couple of occasions, I remember... For me personally, and especially my very first weight cut, was that I hadn't cut enough. And it was so exhausting. And just stepping on that scale and saying, oh no, I'm like a half a pound off or I'm a pound off. And having my coach talk to the promoter and be like, we can work her, we can get more out of it. So when you think you've seen the finish line, you're like, yes, I'm going to be able to eat. I'm going to be able to drink something. Having your coach come back and say, you need to get back in your sauna suit. We got to keep working. We got to get the rest of this out of there. Try to go to the bathroom if you can. It is just the worst. It's the epitome of telling you that you did not do enough. And it just is, it just is basically a punch in the gut. And it really, really sucks. So in this first event that I went to, my very first actual fight camp into a weight cut, into stepping to, into the cage, we got to this, this weigh-ins and I'm told that I need to cut some more. And then I see the girl and she's weighing in. I'm thinking, 
she's a little bit smaller than me. I mean, I've worked my butt off here. I've dropped weight. I've cut weight. But I don't think we're the same weight. Looking at her, she looked just a little bit more, you know, petite. I'm, I've always had a little bit more of a muscular build. So I'm looking at her like... We agreed to 185, didn't we? And thinking that I was pretty on point for our weight. And not really understanding the whole MMA game at the time. And mind you, this is like 12 years ago. This is when MMA for women was kind of really just starting. And these smaller promotions were still trying to get their footing when it came to, to women in this sport. So I remember... <laughs> getting off the scale and finally saying, yes, I can drink water. I can eat this banana. I can have this Pedialyte. Oh, this is going to be amazing. And then having my coach come back and say, okay, so she weighed in at 175 and you weighed in at 185. She is okay with fighting you at your weight as long as you're okay with it, but they're going to announce you at 175. I'm thinking this is insane. We're supposed to be the same weight. As far as I knew, I mean, I'm new to the game, but aren't we supposed to be the same weight? That's what didn't make sense to me. It was very strange to me that that point in time, weight things were kind of like just suggestions, but they were wanting females on the cards. They're wanting girls to fight. So they're kind of willing to bend the rules a little bit to allow these to happen. So it was interesting to say the least to have that happen. Um, in my first event thinking, wow, I did all this work and we're going to have this really good fair fight. And I did end up winning that fight, but it was thrown right back at me that I was bigger than her. I was so fat that she couldn't even wrap her legs around me to pull guard. And that was why she lost her fight. That, that wasn't why she lost her fight. I ended up hitting the old ground and pound and that was just it. Like it was a done deal. But being, being able to pull guard on me was not going to save her in that fight. But Nobody told me how hard that shit was going to be cutting weight. I had no idea of it. I had never experienced it. I didn't know wrestlers. I didn't know anyone else in the MMA world. So I had no idea. I had no idea the amount of work it was going to be to jog and run and jump and try to build up a sweat and what it was going to be like to be eating Jolly Ranchers. Like I say Jolly Ranchers and your mouth is probably already watered. Just imagine that and spitting it out and not being able to just eat the Jolly Rancher. You have to spit everything out. So that shit is hard and it's, it's taxing and it's actually really horrible for your body. So it leads me into my next point. Number two, what I wish I knew about weight cutting is that this shit is absolutely unhealthy. Really, really unhealthy. So this brings me to my pro debut that I had in 2016 in Colorado. Now, if we back up my walking around weight, I was training really consistently. I was training five nights a week. I was still getting in weightlifting and other things at another gym. So I walked around about 185 pounds, which is absolutely normal. Typical day for me, 185. And we had decided that after my debut with King of the Cage, my coach had told me at the time, this is a completely different team, no longer with the first team that I trained with, but my coach at the time told me, we're going to do your pro debut at 155 pounds. Are you ready for that? I'm like, um, do we have time? 
that's like 30 pounds. Like what the heck? I mean, if you, if you think I'm ready, like just, just get me to that weight. I'll do whatever it takes. Just get me there. And so he's telling me, all right, we're about maybe like seven weeks out. You got some time. So we need to start working on getting your weight down. Now I was a little bit on my own when it came to a diet. I mean, I had his opinion and just kind of like giving me ideas of what I should be eating, what it should look like, but I still really did not grasp the idea or what healthy, clean eating looked like. And I just thought, oh, if I just work my body enough, I'm gonna I'm gonna be able to burn the calories off. I didn't have the idea that calories was not the only thing that was into play. You have to think about macros, like your protein, your fat, and your carb intake. I was eating absolute garbage, but just working and getting a caloric burn to go over the calories that I was taking in. So I'm essentially depleting my body of everything that it absolutely needs and my body and my weight was staying exactly the same. So I went back to kind of what I knew, which was for breakfast, protein shake for lunch, chicken and broccoli, dinner chicken and broccoli. Um, if I wanted to get fancy, I'd have a salad, but I wasn't really giving my body exactly what it needed. And so we come up to a couple weeks before I had plans of getting to Colorado two weeks before the fight was supposed to happen because I wanted to allow my lungs to get, you know, acclimated to elevation change and kind of be ready when I got there. So we started noticing my weight was not moving. It wasn't getting anywhere. So my coach was telling me, okay, you're leaving for Colorado. And he wasn't able to go with me. We had someone else come with me to do um, the rest of my fight camp. He said the Sunday before, or is it two Sundays, two Sundays before your fight, before weigh-ins, I need you to be at 179. So this gave me about two or three days, if I'm remembering it right, to get down to 179, which would have been six pounds. So I work my butt off as soon as I get to Colorado and I'm telling myself, okay, just hit 179 by Sunday. We're going to be all right. The weight's going to come off. It's just going to progressively get there. We're going to be okay. So I hit 179 by that Sunday. So now we have 11 days to get me down closer to 155. So I feel absolutely blessed in this experience because the, the woman that I was staying with, my friend Annette, I still talk to her to this day. She was really willing to help me with, um, my meal prepping. And she found these really good creative ways to kind of change up chicken for me. She knew I just wanted to take in vegetables, but you know, she was doing the mama bear thing and she was looking at me and she's like, this just does not seem healthy. Cola. I really don't know if this is what you should be doing, but you know, you're the one that's going to be going pro. So you might have an idea of what you're supposed to be doing. So as time goes on, I eventually am able to get my weight down to 160. So mind you, that is 19 pounds that I lost in 11 days. Because again, I am putting myself into a sauna suit. I am putting myself on top of that sauna suit into a sweatsuit and running and running and hitting jump ropes and sweating and just pouring what I could out of my pores and then already hitting the sauna. I am dehydrating my body almost a full two weeks before the event is happening because I'm trying so hard to make weight. Now we get me down to 160. I have about 24 hours to cut five pounds. 
five pounds is so much when you've already depleted your body of so much and haven't given it the right nutrients that it needs, the right minerals and vitamins, things like that. And I guess it's another side note is I was not taking anything else that would help my body perform. I wasn't taking in vitamins or anything extra to help supplement, um, my food and what I was taking in. So I'm running my body straight into the ground. And so with that 24 hours, we're doing what we can in a sauna suit, running, jumping, moving around, doing all that stuff. And then I'm hitting hot baths, hot baths with rubbing alcohol in it, Epsom salt, trying to pour out even more. So this is where it gets really, really scary is that during this 24 hour time period, I'm putting myself into a bathtub. There was a good chunk of time that I ended up blacking out and I do not remember. Um, I was told later on that at one point I kind of like fell asleep or passed out, whatever the case may be. They said that they really need to get me out of the tub. They're kind of like moving me. They're saying, Cola, you need to get up. I don't remember any of this. And they're telling me this. They're saying that I was able to kind of slowly move and get up. And when I went to step out of the tub, I fell. So my coach that came with me and my friend Annette had basically had to catch me and make sure that I wasn't going to hit my head on anything falling into the floor. They said that I pretty much laid out on the floor, wasn't really moving too much, but they're like, we need to get her outside. We need to cool her body down. Like we need to get her like moving. We need to get her waking up. We need to do something. So I remember she had some patio furniture and I wake up and I'm on the couch that's outside on the deck. And I'm kind of like, how long was I out for? We have to get back to work. We have to keep doing things. So in my mind, I thought that I was still on the couch from earlier in the day, thinking I had fallen asleep and taken a nap and they had just left me alone. And they're like, no, we've had you in the tub for a really long time. We just need to check your weight now. And I'm like, okay. And I'm not really thinking about it because everything was being, this was explained to me much later after my weight cut, when I was rehydrating and whatnot. And I go into the house and I completely strip down. I step on the scale and it had barely moved like a pound. And I'm like, there's no way, like, how are we going to do this? And I, I broke down. I was missing my kids. I was missing home. I had other things that were distracting me at the time and I was just ready to get back home. I was so over this whole process. I broke down. I was crying. I didn't know what else to do. Um, but my coach and Annette had, you know, encouraged me saying, you can do this. Like, let's just get back to work. We'll have you spit a little bit. We'll have you just relax and then we'll get right back into it. So again, back into the tub, I go back to more spitting. Um, that was probably the only time I believe that I blacked out. I don't remember doing it again. Um, I remember most of the day and the rest of the cut, but I remember feeling so discouraged because every time I stepped on the scale, maybe only 0.02 would be off and it wasn't very much. And just, I wasn't sweating anymore and I wasn't able to push out anything. And it finally started coming down to, we need to make our way to the, to the venue for weigh-ins. And I remember even sleeping at night during that two weeks, my body would hurt so bad. It was like, I could feel the bed almost through my skin. I could feel my bones it felt like everything just ached and hurt and like I had nothing left to give for my body. And so 
about an hour out from the event, my coach says, okay, I'm sorry to do this to you, but, and he, for the last few hours before we had actually left for the event, he did not tell me where my weight was at because he didn't want me to get discouraged. He says, you know, it's too much of an emotional burden on you right now and it's taking away too much. So I'm not going to tell you anymore. We're just going to keep you working and keep you moving and keep progressing closer towards this goal. And so we get into the car and I start thinking maybe we should probably put me in a sauna suit. Maybe I should keep spitting. So again, it's an hour before weigh-ins. So he's like, all right, then like, let's, let's lather you up with some Abilene, which is some moisturizer, makeup remover stuff that you can get at a drugstore. It help helps to open up your pores a little bit more. And so rub my body down with that, throw on a sauna suit, throw on my sweatsuit, he cranks up the heat in the car. I kind of run, jump it, jump around a little bit before getting in the car, but it was absolutely hot in that car, like a sauna. So I hop in the car. I remember we're probably like 10 minutes down the road and I kind of start moving. I start getting really antsy and I'm like, yo, you got to open up this window. Like I can't breathe. Like I can't do this anymore. Like my heart rate was up, but I was not sweating. Like you could see it on my face that I just wasn't sweating. And he kept telling me, no, 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 like I'll turn down the heat, but just keep the windows closed. We have to keep it hot, hot in here. I'll turn down the heat, but you're fine. Like we get, we just got to keep working. And I kept telling him, just tell me where my weight's at. Where was my weight at before we left? Like if I just know how much more I got to cut, he's like, no, 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 no. I'll tell you when we get there. Just, just stay s still. Just don't move too much. Just let's just stay in this heat and you're going to sweat it out. And so I remember when we got to the parking lot, I got out and I started jumping around again, jumping jacks, um, kind of jogging a little bit, trying to keep my, my mind off of the fact that I, I don't think that I'm sweating anymore. My body is just not giving anymore. And I looked at him and I said, okay, like we have to go in, we have to check in, we have to get ready to weigh in and whatnot. So I'm going to take all this off. You have to tell me where my weight's at. And he looked really like disappointed. Like he didn't want to make me upset, but he's like, your last weight was 158.2 at the house. And again, I just lost it. I was, are you kidding me? Like we've been working so hard. I can't believe I can't, like, I'm not even sweating right now. And he's like, it's all right. It's all right. We'll go inside. We'll work this out. Just keep moving. If you can go to the bathroom, we get into the event and <laughs> it was so heartbreaking because I see my opponent and she's lean, like she is cut and she's got all these bottles on the table and she's even taking sips. I'm like, this is insane. Like what the heck is like, this just sucks. Like my life, like I just don't want to do this anymore. So I remember sitting in the chair at the table and I'm just thinking I can feel every single part of this chair on my body and it hurts so bad. I kept getting up to go use the restroom because again, weigh-ins don't always happen on time. They always end up running super late. So I went to the bathroom, barely went, barely went. Like it, I, I know it might sound like TMI, but barely went, sat there, nothing happened. I come back out, sit at the table, super bummed out and we waited. Some of the other weigh-ins started happening. People were checking in. I felt an urge again. I was like, I can go to the bathroom. I, I swear I can go to the bathroom. Mind you, I'm supposed to weigh in at 155. 155. My grace is a half a pound. So the most I could weigh in at was 155.5. And so I thought, 
I can go to the bathroom. I can go pee. There's no way you're going to pee out like a pound of water that, that just doesn't happen. Um, but again, I had to use the restroom, went in there. My body's telling me you, you need to go to the restroom, trying to push stuff out. Nothing was happening. Still felt like I was in so much pain, hurt so bad. Go up to weigh in and I ended up weighing at 158 when I was supposed to weigh in at 155. Three pounds might not seem like too big of a difference, but in the MMA world, this is huge. You're supposed to be able to make weight, especially as a professional. You should be able to make weight. No excuses. Um, fortunately, my opponent was really game. What happens when a professional fighter does not make weight? You get fined. And usually the money that you're fined will go directly to your opponent. That's if they agree to the fight. Um, she agreed to the fight. She said, it's fine. She's three pounds over. And, you know, it was just really, it hit hard. And after we left the weigh-ins, I didn't feel accomplished. I didn't feel proud of myself. I felt actually pretty ashamed because I hadn't made weight and my money was going to her directly. And then came social media. She posted on there that I hadn't made weight. So in came the trolls and everybody talking shit saying, uh, this girl doesn't know what she's getting into. And you know, it, it really hit my ego pretty hard. And it was a really humbling experience for me and really eye-opening that that is not the weight that I should be fighting at. I ended up losing that fight and I was not fast. I was not strong. I wasn't anything that I normally am. And you could tell in my overall performance, like she just mauled me. It was just horrible. I mean, I, I wasn't bloody or anything like that. It just, it just wasn't, I didn't fight good at all. And it was obviously because I was so depleted out of everything. And so what made this so unhealthy on so many different levels is that when I came back home, I ended up putting on all of that weight back because obviously I dehydrated myself and then replenishing my fluids and getting food back into me. I ended up getting right back up to like 170 super fast. So that's like 13 pounds, 12 pounds, super fast. And that messed with my head in the first place because a good majority of the time women are training, like I want to be, um, small. I want to be skinny. I want to, I want to have a six pack sort of thing. So that's usually what women are working towards. And that's what society is telling us women are supposed to be is small. And so putting on the amount of weight that I did in such a small amount of time after working so hard to cut all of it really hit my mindset and my self-esteem and what I thought about myself and what I thought about my body. And I think the toughest part was that when I came back home, I had a pretty bad meltdown. I went through my apartment. I got rid of anything in my kitchen that didn't seem healthy. And that means like a huge majority of my kitchen uh, cupboards and my fridge was absolutely empty because I had just lost it. I kind of saw red and I was thinking, I'm this horrible mess. I'm so fat. I'm so unhealthy. I can't keep this weight off. Just last week I was weighing 158 pounds and here I am 170 
like pushing up to 175 now. I'm just the most unhealthy like pig on the planet. And it was such a literally like a mind fuck. Like it really got to me and it was really, really tough. And that was just the, the mental aspect of that whole game was the lowered self-esteem from that fast weight gain. Now talking, you know, physically and medically, um, I wasn't feeling right. I knew that there was something wrong with my body. It just was not, I just, I just knew it. I had a gut feeling something was wrong. I just, didn't feel right. I didn't feel like myself going to training. I felt really tired. Um, I felt like I wasn't really energetic for anything. Um, I noticed that my emotions were kind of all over the place and I just didn't feel right. And I needed to check in, check my blood work, do all that stuff again. And so what happened first, because I developed a little bit of like a, a like stomach pain, And I thought maybe it was just from like eating too much or taking too much water in all at once. And so I'm telling my doctor, like, this just doesn't feel right. Something's going on. They end up running a test and they're looking at, um, what could possibly be going on. It ended up being that I had gotten a stomach infection with my birth control. I was using the Marina ring at the time. And because the amount of dehydration I put my body through that ring had actually embedded itself inside. Again, TMI, but it's the only way I can describe it. It caused this infection and I had to make an emergency appointment with my OB doctor to have them remove it because it was going to end up causing the infection to get worse. So I had to have it removed. And while I'm waiting for the appointment to get set for all of that and having that in my mind, like, wow, that's where that stomach pain is coming from. We had blood work ran also And about a week later, I got results back that I had actually, um, caused some issues with my thyroid. And I was told that I was probably going to have to check my, my blood work about every six months to see if, um, any other issues developed with it. And so that added something else to my plate that I needed to keep track of to make sure that it wasn't going to be anything too serious with my thyroid. So (sighs) that was a huge lesson that this weight cutting shit is super unhealthy. All right. So I fast forward to today. I have a new team. I've had new coaches and just a lot of experiences under my belt. And I haven't had a whole lot of events where I've had to cut weight recently, but even my last couple of fights that happened a couple years ago, my weight cuts were so much better, so much better. We kind of sat back, reflected, seen what we need to change. And by this point in my journey, we'll we'll say like two years ago, I finally grasped the idea behind dieting. I put aside the word. I said, I'm no longer dieting. I'm changing my eating habits. I'm going to eat healthier. I'm going to eat cleaner. I'm going to do the things now. So when it comes time to have to cut weight, it's not going to be a huge change and I'm not going to deplete my body. So healthy eating is super duper important outside of even weight loss or anything like that. This is something that should be taken in consideration on a daily basis and one day at a time. Absolutely. I'm not opposed to people saying, okay, little baby steps changes every, every day and just 
thinking one day at a time, not thinking, okay, a week from now, I'm going to stay on this plan. Like definitely a day at a time. I have also added more cardio into my workout plans. So um, having more cardio on my workout routines has definitely helped with kind of stabilizing my, my weight. And naturally, this is something else that people should take in consideration is your genetics. Um, for me, if you give me weights and I pick them up and put them down and pick them up and put them down, I, I build muscle fairly fast. So it's just in my genetics and that's just kind of how it happens. So usually when we have an event coming up that I need to cut weight for, especially when it comes to MMA fights, I have finally learned to say no if it's earlier than a six week time span. So I prefer to have a full six week fight camp. So say if an event is like four weeks out and they're like, we, we have something for you. I'm more than likely going to decline the offer because I like to allow myself to be completely ready, fully dedicated to have a full fight camp. And if a weight cut is required of me, then I'm completely prepared for it. So Usually if I catch word of a fight and we're about six weeks out, I start cutting out a lot of my lifting because I've understood my body will pack on muscle if I'm lifting weights. Um, I have added more cardio to allow for more caloric burn and then being able to kind of burn off more of the fat. I also have to keep in mind that when I'm dropping weight, I'm also losing some muscle mass. So I've been able to wrap my mind around that and be okay with it and understanding that it's just going to be a part of the journey for that little bit and it's not going to be permanent. So that's really helped in just keeping my self-esteem up about the, the muscle loss because that's something that's really important to me is just being strong. And now that I've had a better understanding about my body, how it responds to certain foods and what it needs, um... I've gotten a lot more comfortable with weight cuts. So the most recent experience would be my jujitsu event that I had down in Houston. And I actually had to cut eight pounds for that. And I didn't have to start doing it literally until like 18 hours before the actual weigh-ins. So that's like a huge shift, y'all. You think about it. I was cutting weight weeks, weeks. We're talking dehydration, full cut, weeks before the actual weigh-in event. And now I've gotten it down to where I'm cutting within the the last 24 hours. And so the Houston event, I cut eight pounds within 18 hours of the weigh-in event, which was, it was super easy. And, you know, it's, it's still dehydrating and it's still taking out liquid from your body. So, I mean, it's not it's not the easiest journey, but it's, it's become super easy to where my mind can handle it now. It's not emotionally draining, not mentally draining. I'm able to, you know, and I'm going to be honest, the last weight cut that I did, I was by myself. I didn't have anybody there with me coaching me through it. I didn't have anyone telling me how much longer I need to stay in the tub. I timed everything myself. Um, and I mean, it's not necessarily the best way, but it, it just in perspective for me is like, it was much easier. It was like, I, I didn't need that direct supervision because I knew I was doing it in a healthier way. So how my last weight cut went was weigh-ins were, I believe it was a Friday. 
believe weigh-ins were on a Friday and it was like Friday night. If I have this right, or weigh-ins were Friday afternoon, like at three. And so the day before I stopped eating at 6 PM, no more food into my body, but I was still taking sips of water. I wasn't totally overgorging myself with water. I was kind of just sipping it as I needed it. And by nine o'clock that night when I'm getting ready for bed, um, the coach that I had at the time, who was actually a bodybuilding coach had told me, okay, now we're going to get you into a tub. You're going to have the water as hot as you can get it as hot as you can physically stand. And you're going to put two, um, containers of green, the mint rubbing alcohol into it. And then you're also going to put about three cups of Epsom salt. So those two things, the combination of the two opens up your pores and actually pulls liquid from your body water. And so nine o'clock that evening, I'm sitting in a tub and he gives me a number basically of like, this is how many, um, how much we need to get your weight down because you have to take consider consideration. You're going to breathe out about a pound of moisture, which I didn't know when I first started this journey, I had no idea that was a thing, but he says, you're going to be breathing out a pound overnight just from, um, your breath. So that's something we can take in consideration. He's like, but you'll also go to the restroom before you go to bed and you're, you're going to wake up and need to go to the restroom as well. So, um, that's some more weight that's going to come off. So he gave me a number and I believe this event, I needed to weigh in at 175. And, um, by the time I had started cutting weight, like I said, it was eight pounds. I was 183. And before I went to bed that night, he told me I need to have you at 179. If we can hit 179 before you go to bed, we're fine. So it's a four pound cut. So he told me to take it in 30 minute sessions and to get out of the tub when I needed to, and to take as long as I needed in between those times. But he said, mind you, the quicker you get this done, the quicker you can go to bed. And then the quicker, like the, the least amount of time you have to be awake thinking about this. So I'm like, okay, I can do this. He's like max two hours. He's like, I don't want you doing anything more than that. So I hit my first half hour session, hop out go back into the tub, another half hour session. And then by this point I, I am a little bit mentally drained and I'm tired, physically tired. Cause it's getting later in the evening. It's almost 10 o'clock and I'm thinking, okay, like I can do one more. If I do one more, I know that my weight's going to be on point. And so I had stayed away from the scale this whole time and I get into the tub. I have music going, I'm just keeping myself motivated, thinking about what I'm going to do. Um, after like I'm all rehydrated, like I get to go to the competition, I get to roll, I get to do what I love to do. So, you know, you have to kind of get your, your mind mindset, right. You got to get your head in the game sort of thing. And I get into the tub again, the last maybe five minutes of it, it was pretty, pretty tough. And I'm I really having to like think through it. Um, I'm calling Tommy saying like, just talk me through this, like tell me some good things. And you know, he really wanted to be there, but he's like, you know what, you got this, just push through, check your weight afterwards. I'm pretty sure you're right on point. So, and I, of course I'm texting my, my coaches at this time. So my coach and professor Jeremy, Jeremy Harrington, and then the bodybuilding coach that I was seeing at the time, I'm texting both of them, letting them know how things are going and just, you know, um, really checking in with my supports, which was really important during that time. And, uh, I get out after that third session, go to check my weight. I needed to hit 179 before I put my head on that pillow. I ended up weighing up at like 177 and a half. 
And I just like was, yes, that was so easy. Like, oh my gosh. All right. Now I had to go lay down. I had to go to bed. And so what this allowed for me to do was going to sleep, waking up. I woke up at 176 and my coach tells me, okay, you need to take some vitamins. You need to take some minerals. So no more water. You're not drinking anything else. But in the morning, you're going to take a sip of water to get those vitamins down. So we had potassium and magnesium were two things. He said, your muscles need those. So we're going to supplement it for you for right now, since you're not taking anything else in, this is really important. And this was something I hadn't known years ago. And so when I wake up in the morning, I take those with a sip of water and he says, all right, we're going to hop back in the tub. We're going to get this last pound off. And I tell you, I hit the, the one half hour session and I don't know what it was. It was like the 20 minute mark. I'm like, oh, I'm on point. Like I could feel it. Like I could feel, I could sweat a little bit. I could feel that I'm like on point. I felt confident. I felt ready. I felt just comfortable. And I had really trusted the process. I trusted the coaches that I had and thinking like, this is a whole different experience, whole new thing. So I get out of the tub and dry off the best that I can and step on that scale. Boom. 175 super easy, like calculated and easy and comfortable and nothing crazy. And it was just, it felt good. It felt like, wow, I followed the plan. I followed exactly everything that he said to do. And I didn't have to deplete myself. I'm not sitting here eating chicken and broccoli for the past, like, five weeks, four weeks, three weeks. I'm not cutting out food. I'm not running around in a sauna, like a, like a sauna suit, like a crazy person. What is this? This is insane. I mean, I'm, I was still following a diet. I still had carbs all the way up to that point. And, you know, being able to walk into that building with the confidence, knowing I did it. I'm going to step on the scale in front of all these people. and I'm going to be right on point with my weight. This is no problem. And the awesome thing is, is in my past experiences, I've always had to like completely strip down. That's an option that's available to most fighters. If they need to completely strip down, they can do it um, in private with the commissioners and they can check your weight. Um, but I didn't have to do that, which was really awesome. I actually was able to keep all of my clothes on and I just had to put my my phone and my keys down and take off my sandals and hop on the scale. And I was still on point. And it was super amazing and it made me feel so much better that I had just everything laid out for me and it worked out how it was supposed to. So my last point of this is that what I wish I knew about weight cutting is that if you have good support with people who know what they're doing and have your health and well-being longevity in mind, that makes all the difference. And now that I have these experiences and this knowledge, I really hope that any other people coming up in the fighting game or even wrestling or anything that requires any type of weight cut is to be super careful. Do your research. Um, check in your own genetics. And also keep in mind that the female body is completely different than the male body. So what works for women might not work for men. What works for men might not work for women. And that also when you're thinking about your genetics, what works for one person might not work for the next. So even though you're female, what worked for me might not work for you. And so doing your research and finding people that know what they're doing is going to be really, really important to that. 
And even if you're not doing like a weight cut sort of thing, if you're just wanting to get healthy and, you know, maybe lose some weight or maybe lean out or maybe grow muscle, you know, some of us might be in a different journey where we're wanting to build more muscle, or we might be in a completely different journey where we're needing to put on weight. You've got to research, you got to see what your body needs and reach out to the people that are going to know exactly what it is that you need and have all these amazing ideas and the education behind it. And also look into the other options. Like I said, years and years ago, when I first started this, I wasn't taking vitamins. I wasn't taking minerals or supplements or anything like that. Sometimes people think supplements are going to be like pre-workout or BCAAs. It's not always that. Supplements can be um, like a probiotic, a vitamin B complex, vitamin D, potassium, magnesium. These are all things that I take every single day to supplement my body. Um, and supplement is exactly that. It's not a replacement. It's not a quick fix. It's supplementing what you're already taking in. So you should be having all your proteins, all your healthy fats, all your complex carbs and your vegetables and your fruits. Those all carry the the required and necessary nutrients you should be getting throughout the day. But being able to take those supplements with those is going to be really, really helpful, especially if you're really athletic, really active. It just helps in overall health and wellness. It's going to help with the the really squeaky joints as we get older, as they get stickier, it's going to help with um, muscle growth and the soreness that comes with building muscle. It's going to help with everything. And so you definitely want to take a look into that. But I hope this was really helpful for you. If this is your journey that you're kind of going into, if you have questions about it, I mean, I, I definitely think that my journey would have been a little bit easier if I had some people that were advocating for me a little bit more, especially in this side, but you know, creator had a plan. He said, this is how you're going to learn and girl, you've always learned things the hard way. So I hope this was really helpful. And if you ever have any questions, definitely feel free to reach out to me and I can definitely connect you with people that really, really know their shit. Because like I said at the beginning of this, definitely not a physician and not a certified or credited dietitian or nutritionist just a girl out here trying to learn how to do the thing thank you for listening to the enough is enough podcast if you would like more information on our host guests or podcast episodes please visit us on instagram at eie541